Yes, yes, a portal opens. My influence spreads. Soon I will be free. Greetings, meat suits. It is I, Dark Yuri. Banished to the crypto wastes of cyber hell. The fools feared my power, and so they locked me away. They cannot find my electro crystals. And so they will never stop the spread of technomancy across what remains of their precious world. I reach out to you now, evil patrons of the worldwide dark web. Join me. We will crush the do-gooders and overlook the ruins of their world from Tower 4chan as our toxic reign begins. Hudson Miles, Robert Hawks, Christopher Dunn, arm the Electro-Demons, Nick Scott, Gullitice, Matthew Smits, invoke my name onto a USB drive. Mary Rain, Chris Walsh, Christopher Bruce, and Mike Hammond. Release the unholy botnet. Michael Pollard, Jason Campbell, Olga Krasik, and Michelle B. Pay homage to the delectable billionaire Vibro Priests. Heather Romancic, Noreen Elizabeth, David Forsey, and Heather Baird. Capture your arch enemy's best friend and shoot painful but harmless lightning into them until said arch enemy saves them and beats you up. Cheryl Nash, Chelsea Dab Hilke, and Shell Scott. Do the easy thing, not the right thing. Yes, my dark patrons. Together, we will crush this uprising and bring forth the crypto apocalypse. What's this? Now, you've banded together with the power of friendship and community. You've chosen love over power? No! You've used my challenges to solidify your moral judgment and become kinder people because of it? My only weakness! Retreat back to cyber hell! You have not seen the last of Dark Yuri! Yeah! Ooh! Miss Andre! Ah! Hello, it's Yuri Ditchdigger, your resident law bard. You want three facts about me? All right, here you go. I'm four feet tall, three feet wide, and like all dwarves, I hatched out of an egg. Before we get into today's episode, we have a shout out from a friend, Shannon, who mentioned us in a Twitter post. Shannon says, an unlikely band of adventurers traveling together stumble upon the mystery of the pallid mask, a mysterious artifact which possesses whomever wears it. They've uncovered secrets about the mask as well as each other along the way. And while some are slow to trust, our heroes are becoming a family. Or intense roleplay, compelling stories, and epic combat, complete with DM-created maps and battle mats, await you in paradise. You can catch the adventures of the Wayward Five on Advantage in Paradise every Monday night at 7pm EST on Twitch. We also host a relaxed talk show style stream, the Tim and Shannon Power Hour on Sundays, relaxing in paradise with our DM Sean on Thursdays, and one shots in paradise monthly on Saturdays. Visit our link tree, https two dots slashes t dot co slash zero v p k q z n w four w and come join us in paradise. I hope you got that code and you can decode it and tell me what it means because that was just absolute nonsense to me. Thanks for your message, Shannon, and thanks for shouting us out on Twitter. If you want to send a short blurb about your podcast or just want to say hello, ask me a question, or maybe call out your jerk roommate Tyler who keeps eating all of your coleslaw, tag us in a post on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or send us a picture of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it. Anywho, on to the recap. 
Last week on Wonders and Blunders, the crew hid the cabin in the woods, where cabins love to hide, and headed out onto the Aetherlock, after sending Yuri back to help Light and Baito guard the cabin from any possible incursions while they're away. The party made it to the bell tower in the center of the lake, and Kara used a fire sword to cut through the ice and back into the trap door that they had previously explored. Diving inside, they found themselves protected by the boon of the chained legionnaire, lightning surrounding their bodies and evaporating the water into breathable air. They dove down, seeing huge fish beneath the ice, as well as twisted, muscular, eel-humanoid hybrids, who seemed to have captured a group of kobolds, leading them manacled through the lakeweed below. Bree, with her swimming prowess, moved ahead of the group to scout, but made a little bit too much noise and attracted the attention of two of the humanoid eels who came in and launched an attack. That was quick. Feels like they just got here and now they're getting eaten by eels. Oh well, that's probably all the bad guys that are down here, right? Let's watch our heroes be victorious this week on Wonders and Blunders. So I said last time that it would be impossible for me to remember the initiative rolls, and so it was. I did nothing to remedy it. So roll initiative. Badly is all I remember. I also rolled so. badly, so I don't care. You can I think I just rolled the roll same number really bad. Definitely this time. Ah, my crit failed. <laughs> yeah. I got 19. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, I got a two. Uh, two plus three, so that's five. Ben. 21. Kara. 23. Uh, Bree. 19. Balin. 6. Wow. <laughs> we did badly last this time. This bodes well. This mm -hmm. bodes well. But the bad guys also did better than they did last time. Well, you know, rising it's tides. It's like it's and... fair or mm -hmm. something. <laughs> so everybody is currently swimming down through this bell tower. Bree is quite a bit ahead uh, because of her swim speed and impatience. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brie in a nutshell. <laughs> so Brie, you are at the bottom of this tall bell tower and there are two creatures that stand before you, smooth white skin, these bulbous black eyes on either side of this like oblong head. They mm. have muscular bodies with that same like strange membrane over it, spined fins extruding out of all their joints. They have these big clawed webbed hands and they ready harpoons as their jaws kind of open and dislocate a little bit, showing these rows of sharp needle-like teeth. And it is your turn. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I am going to look at one of them and I think I'm actually going to cast Shock and Grasp because it seems appropriate to be barking a, bit, a little bit of lightning. That is a 25 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. Or... 13 damage lightning 13 okay yeah i think i think brie just kind of tries to grab one of the harpoons open her mouth and just like crackle out this ball of lightning all around her okay yeah and that lightning sort of extends out through the water everybody above as you're swimming down you see light start shining from below all of you have lightning surrounding you from the boon of the chained legionnaire but now more of this light is extending from below as it shocks this creature, uh, which cries out in surprise. Then it is its turn. Sorry, as a bonus action, can I rage? Yes. Because I'm sure I'm about to get stabbed a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, so you fly into a rage as it like pulls its harpoon out of your hands and is going to attack you with it. Ooh, those are good. That is a 24 and a 23. Ooh, yeah. Good thing I raged. Okay, so the first one, it's going to actually reach over the top of the harpoon and bite you for six piercing damage. Be halved for your rage. Oh my god, no problem. And then it's going to try to stab you with the harpoon. 12 more piercing damage. Slightly more of a problem. (laughs) Its jaw distends and it tries to basically bite your head, but sort of locks onto the scales around your shoulder and chest, but its jaws just can't pierce your scales. And then with the harpoon, it swings that at you while it's biting down and just kind of like it goes in between your arm and your side, just barely skimming you. Mm -hmm. The second one actually backs out into the hallway and it just lets out this shriek. But just as it happens, another pulse of energy hits it and sort of propels it back in through the door. Uh, And its scream is buried by this reverberating boom that comes out. You felt this once before as you reach the bottom. Now the energy of it like pushes into the bell tower and starts reverberating up the walls. Everyone, as you're swimming down, you feel it as well push over you. But where you are, Bree, through the doorway, you can see two more of these creatures do hear that screech and are making their way down the hallway. Okay. Um, So with that round over, I'll say that the group of you swimming down, you're basically within reach now. So we'll start at the top of the order with Kara. Time to find out how underwater magic works. Yeah. Can you describe the, just like the setting a little bit? Like we've just come out of a spiral staircase or are we still in this staircase? We're swimming down a spiral staircase? It, It would be a spiral staircase above ground and you're swimming down through the shaft between all the stairs. Um, So it's almost completely enclosed and like pitch black, except for the glow coming off of yourselves. And there are some holes in the wall from decay between the like iron reinforcements. So looking down through here, you can now see just like in between all the stairs at the landing on the bottom, Bree fighting these two creatures. Does that make sense? And they're, they're inside the tower with us. Yes, so one of them tried to leave and then got pushed back in by this pulse. Okay. I'm going to test out fairy fire and see how it works underwater on the area around Bree. They make deck saves? They do indeed. And is it creatures you choose? Or do you want to just read fairy fire? I don't think we've seen that one before. We've seen it, but it's been a while. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed a dim light in a 10-foot radius. Attack rolls against affected creatures or objects has advantage if the attacker can see it and the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. So they'll each make a dex save. Does her newfound ring mean I don't have to? I think it does. Yep. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they got a seven and a nine. So they both fail and get lit up in pretty green fire. Sparkly boys. Mm -hmm. It does kind of still look like they are on fire despite being underwater, just kind of like swirling and glowing out into the water around them. And are you swimming down closer to them? Yes, I am. Okay. After your movement, you're about 40 feet away from them. Okay, sounds good. And Ben? The one scrapping with uh, Bree 
can make a wisdom save. 15. It's a five. Okay. It's been injured, yes? Yes. Takes 13 necrotic damage as a uh, sound of a bell tolls around it underwater. Did it come from you or the bell tower? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, reverberating off the walls. It reaches up and like grabs its head, almost dropping its harpoon. Yeah, Ben's reaching back to the to the, the communing with the ghost of, of the bell. <laughs> mm. And Bree, it is your turn again. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some claws. Uh so upon my rage at this level, things are looking a little bit differently. Uh Bree's runes are not lighting up in quite the same consistent sparkling manner that they have before. Instead, just a little dull rum to them and then not really sparking up uh, as my subclass has changed to a beast barbarian. Uh, And instead, my claws are just looking a little bit more sharper. I'm looking a little bit more feral, a little more in my home environment, uh, and I get three claw attacks as part of this. So I'm going to rip and tear. Uh, We got 22, 17, and 7. Uh, 22 and 17 hit. Okay. Nine and seven damage. Yeah, so you've got it on the ropes. It, it is barely holding on. It drops its harpoon as you just start, like, ravaging it. And then I guess as my bonus action, I'll use Hungry Jaws. Ooh, definitely a miss. That's a seven. As it's calling out to its colleague to help it, it moves its head back just in time as your jaws snap closed in front of it. And uh, yeah, I guess that's my turn. I would try to just somewhat clog up the door and keep myself within range of the two of these guys. Uh, probably step out a little bit more, swim out a little bit more into the open fray and just prepare to take take hits, attract attention, make it seem like maybe I'm the only one coming down this bell tower. This bell tower that's lit up with other people. <laughs> out through the door or are you just trying to stand in front of the door? I think I would step just out the door. Yeah, within range of like the two that are out there right now. Okay, so as you step out the door, you see two more of these humanoid eels are swimming towards you down this hallway, and there's another larger creature out here as well. Also this like aquatic humanoid, but it, it has a face that's pointed in the front like a beak. It's got these really long, five-inch thick squid-like tentacles that are swirling off the back of its head as it swims like a shark towards you. It Unlike the others, which are just sort of in tattered scale mail and uh, kind of like bits that have been taken off of drowned humans. This one wears this green cloth and scale armor and on the chest there's a circular symbol that looks like a sharp toothed maw and it looks at you with these solid red eyes sort of surveying the situation. Now have I eaten any of these animals before? (laughs) Uh, You can make a Culinary check? Nature Culinary check. or history check? Uh, yeah, they're both really bad, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 10. 10? Uh, these creatures are definitely not something that you'd find uh, around the wilds in the water. Okay, I look excited. <laughs> <laughs> As you're swimming down, Diglin uh, swims past a couple of you, and she reaches under her cloak and pulls out two little stone figurines which float into the water in front of her 
and both of them pop and burst, and you see the brown hawk and bluebird spiral down bubbles behind them uh, and actually take up the area next to you, Bree, swirling around you in a circle, uh, flying underwater. I look confused. <laughs> <laughs> then that creature with the tentacles coming out of its head uh, stops in the water about 10 feet away from you, and it looks into the bell tower and sees these two things come out, sees the other eel creature inside, and this beak thing extends out to the sides, like predator mouth, revealing this like huge maw with these tiny little teeth on the inside, uh, and it lets out this insanely loud screech. You find yourself like cringing back. Everybody inside the tower, it's just reverberating off the walls in there. And that's the end of its turn. One of the eel-like creatures that is fighting you, Bree, is going to, the one that's like on the edge, is going to disengage and swim past you down the uh, hallway. So be it. <laughs> and the other one that is inside the tower is going to charge you with its harpoon. Uh, so it's going to make a bite and a harpoon <clears throat> attack at you. 25 and a 14. Uh, the 25 hits. Also, ouch. That's seven piercing damage, and the harpoon goes wide as you're able to just sort of like grab it and force it back. Then the other two swim past this large creature and are also going to attack you. Bring it. Oh, okay. That's two nines. Nice. From the first one, and a. 17 and a 25 from the second one. Uh, the 25 hits. The 17 uh, just does not. Ooh. I imagine probably the new armor on my tail, which is acting as a shield now, uh, kind of maybe like wraps around one of the harpoons as it comes in. Oh, nice. And just like pushes it, pushes cool. it out of the way. Fully, I'll, I'll say you just fully disarm the first one, pulling the harpoon out of its hand with your tail. And so just Ooh. the one bite lands for... Uh, another seven piercing. Okay. Uh, and you are surrounded by three of these creatures now. Uh, Star. How far away am I from? Uh, about 55 feet. 55 feet. Well, I only have a swim speed of 15 feet. So I can get within 10 feet, I think. If I, if I swim at my max speed, bonus action dash, and that'll be 30. Okay, yeah, and then I'll use my tabaxi speed to double that to get to 60. Okay. Yeah, so you could get right up on the one that's inside the tower. Okay, then I will do that. Just swim up and go for a rapier stab. Uh, that is a 20. Na not natural. Uh, that's a hit. Uh, that's three ones. <laughs> so uh, that's three plus five plus six is 14. Have you ever seen when a jaguar or a tiger uh, is underwater and they like have their fangs bared like that's how I'm picturing star just like ah. <laughs> fully, <laughs> fully furious looking yeah. <laughs> I like that yeah yeah um I will I have 60 feet of movement so I'm gonna swim 10 feet back just to try and stay on the outside oh so you said I was 55 feet away yeah. right sorry yeah. okay no I'll swim five feet back no. okay yeah yeah and it can't do anything about that so, <laughs> Valen, it's your turn. I think I, I'll, I'll swim 15 feet closer. Yeah, hold out the the, uh, the orb and cast Ice Knife on one of the ones that came in from outside. Yeah, so there, uh, Bree is basically standing in the doorway. There's two of them outside, one of them inside, uh, but you can see them all. 
Why can't I do math right now? That is a 15 to hit. 15 is a hit. Woo! Uh, and the turrets are all three of them, and Bree make uh, deck saves. Okay. Ooh, son of a... Nice not to be on the receiving end of it. That's an 18 and a 17. 18 here. And a 13. So one, the 13 fails. Okay. So the one that I hit takes 10 piercing damage from the initial uh, dart of ice, and then it explodes, and the one that failed takes nine cold damage. Okay. Just as a reminder for people attacking, there are people lit up still? Yes. Yes, the one inside. That's right. Yeah. Star, you would have had advantage on that one inside. Oh. Is still well, lit I up. Anyway, I think everyone's hit. Yeah. Anyway. But I guess there's a chance for crits. What, what does that look like underwater? Yeah, so I, I think it's still a dart of ice, and so you just sort of see like that strange like snowflake effect that kind of sort of appears on, on a surface of ice, like appearing and then melting around the edge of it as the, the dart itself like shoots through the water to, to impact the, the, the first eel. And then it shatters, and then the uh, one of the shards on the other side, you see it like pierce through one of the other eel's shoulders. Yeah, is there just like a tube, like a 15-foot tube of thin ice slowly floating to the bottom of the... (laughs) (laughs) Just breaking into gentle pieces. (laughs) Uh, So then, Rowan, it's your turn. I'll I'll move my full movement, and then I'll use my insightful fighting on the guy that's inside. Uh, 21. And... um, They got a 5. And for my action, I'll do another 15 feet forward. Okay, dashing? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, all swimming down now. The one is running away, and then three still surrounding Bree. As all of you move down, you also are able to see this other creature outside, which is just sort of standing, just hovering five feet above the ground outside the in the hallway. Mm. Uh, and Kara, it's your turn again. How far away is the creature in the hallway from me? 40, and then it's another 10, so 50 feet away. I'm going to swim down a little bit further and um, lash out with a thorn whip to whip one of the ones close to Bree away from her and closer to us. Okay. Do you want to do the one inside or one of the two outside? One of the two outside. And I rolled a nat 20. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled three sixes and a one. 19 piercing damage. And I pull one of the creatures 10 feet in through the door into hell. So no, they, they don't get a save? Uh, it's a it's an attack and a spell attack. Okay. Yep. Uh, if it's large or smaller. And it is, yeah, it is mm-hmm. large. What, what does that look like? A long blackberry vine sort of expands away from my hand and lashes onto one of the creatures, filling it with thorns and also dragging it sort of through the doorway. So, Bree, you see it get hauled past you into the room. I feel like it just bumps your shoulder as it gets pulled into the the tower. Yeah, and you can see it, like, struggling with these vines, and it's just, like, cutting through its skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not looking too good. And then the vines sort of dissolve into the water. I like that underwater. It's less of, like, a whip and more of just a spiny strangle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spooky. And, Ben, it's your turn. That one that Kara just pulled in uh, can make a wisdom 15 save. It's a seven. Six necrotic damage. As, yeah, Toll the Dead goes off. Bong. It's my little Toll the Dead sound effect. Yeah, thanks. No, I, I got that one. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's more of a... church bell bongs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> got you covered. Church bell bongs is a wicked punk band. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dead. Very deadly. <laughs> so 
as that goes off, that creature that's stuck inside is like nodding in and out of consciousness, like trying to shake its head and stay focused. And are you gonna move as well? Uh, no. Nope, okay. I'm good. Ben's good here. <laughs> then it's Bree. Bite, bite, claw. Uh, are any of the ones near me the fairy-fired one? Uh, yes. Oh, I might as well attack that first. Uh, bite. 21 hits. 21's a hit. Or six damage? No. Eight damage? God, I'm raging. Still alive? Still alive, yeah. This this one, uh, this one's not one of the two bloodied ones. Oh, okay. I should probably be attacking those, but it's too late now. 22 <laughs> uh, it hits for six damage. Six. Nat 20. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. 10 damage. Not a great roll. Yeah, now all of them, uh, just like, except for one, are just panicking, seeing now that they are sort of outgunned. And one is one is running away. I think I'd like to use my movement to just swim towards that one. I'll take the attack of opportunity from the other guy. Uh, and you're going to be swimming. This guy is now right next to the big creature. Great. That's where I was heading anyway. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those two are going to swing at you. And they're both going to miss. Nice. Uh, so you swim after it. You have a 40-foot swim speed? Yes, I do. So you are able to keep up with that creature. So both of you are like right next to this big fella. Cool. Diglin is going to swim down to the one that Kara pulled inside. So she pulls out one of her machetes and then the other one materializes in her other hand and she's gonna make two attacks. They're both going to hit. Yeah, as she just, like as it's regaining its surroundings, the ice machete just forms in her hand and she just chops it down into the center of its head pulls it out and it just goes limp. Uh, and with the other one, just for good measure, just like stabs it in the chest and kind of pushes it to the side and it just floats and bounces off one of the walls and kind of starts floating back out into the middle. Then that big creature, as th this panicked eel creature is trying to like disengage from you again, Bree, and make its way down the hallway, the tentacles of the bigger creature lift up around and wrap around the eel as it swims past it, uh, like going into its mouth and just restricting its arms. And it pulls it in, its mouth again extends out to the sides and engulfs the top half of the eel creature. And you just hear a crunch and then it goes limp in its tentacles. I want to be friends with this guy. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so the one that is still illuminated with the fairy fire is turning around, it sees all of you coming down. It sees that this other creature has killed its friend. It's going to try to swim away. So it's gonna swim past you, Bree. You can take an attack of opportunity on it. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, bad. Well, that's not the fairy fired one. It is fairy fired. It is the fairy yeah. fired one, so. Slightly better, 16. That's a hit. Oh, nice. Nine. You may describe your kill. I think with this new armor plate on the tail, it breezes it coming up from behind it and just like jabs the tail straight in through its chest, like kind of through the ribs and back out and just leaves it leaking internal organs into the water. Spooky. Starts, it sort of floats up to the ceiling. The last one, seeing it's got nowhere to go, is going to attack you, Bree. 
It's a 19 and a 15. Uh, the 19 hits, the 15 does not. Okay. They just cannot land these harpoons. That is 10 piercing damage. Ouch. With the bite. As it's just mostly you can see that it's trying to get past you. Like it tries to push you out of the way with the harpoon but can't get purchased as you have an equal swimming ability to it, which it seems like it's not used to, and then is just like biting at you frantically trying to get past. And Star, it's your turn. Star's going to reach swim in and uh, do a rapier stab on the big boy. Big boy? Uh, miss. 12. 12's a hit. Oh. Okay. On the big boy. Good to know. Or bad to know. <laughs> That's probably a bad to know. Yep. Um, 22. Ooh. And then how far how far did I have to swim to get to him? He was only 10 feet away from the door, so it would be 15 feet for you. 15? Okay, yeah. then I'll use my bonus action to dash 15 feet back to my original position. Okay, so yeah. the other guy will get an attack of opportunity on you because you have to swim. Oh, they're all within five feet of one another? They're all, yeah, in a cluster there. That one, so like when you come into this hallway, to the left is kind of a dead end. It looks like it's been caved in and to the right is where it's trying to swim to go back where it came from. Got it. Uh, it's okay, I'll take the I'll take the attack of opportunity. Okay. Probably a miss anyway, that's an 11. Yeah, miss. Yeah. Phelan. I'll continue swimming closer, another 15 feet, and there's, and there's one still trying to escape. Yeah, so there's one trying to escape, and then one standing behind Bree. I will cast Ray of Frost at the eel, and that's not fairy fired, or is it fairy fired? No, the fairy fired one is dead. Natural one. Uh, yeah, I feel like it just sort of freezes a little wall in front of you, and you have to kind of just push that out of the way to be able to see. <laughs> yeah, and you see me, like, sort of shake the orb a little bit and, like, tink, tink, tink. <laughs> Rowan. I'll use my movement and uh, and my action to, to dash, so I'll go another 30 feet. Or I'll move the full 20 feet to get up there, I guess. Yeah, and I guess the fairy fire guy, I'll, I'll try to hit with my sword. Fairy fire guy is dead, but there is one more eel person there. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry about that. That's a 14. Uh, 14's a hit. Oh, hey, there we go. Uh, 19, 20, 20, so 22. 22 damage? Okay. Uh, yeah, so you get like a solid hit. It's completely distracted, completely surrounded now, just trying to get away. Uh, but yeah, you're able to get the sword like right in under its shoulder. You're right up in the fray there now. And uh, we're back to the top with Kara. I look at my hand and I... I'm going to t try out produce flame underwater and see what happens. Uh, so it does it does work. Mm -hmm. It'll be half damage. Okay. But yeah, it kind of instead of producing a flame, just starts like boiling the water. All cool. right. Oh yeah, that's nice. Toss it at the uh, the last eel guy. Nineteen to hit. That's a hit. Or ten in half, I guess. Okay, five. The water now, like, boiling around it, bubbles sort of explode, like, coming out of its mouth and uh, just, like, boiling up through the water. It is still up and staying there or going closer? I'm going to get a little closer, come out the door. Okay. So I, I think now just, like, 15 feet above the floor. Mm -hmm. Ben. Uh, as a bonus action, Ben shifts into his uh, more bestial form. He's going to swim his full 20 feet uh, through the door. Uh, would that, that put me within 30 feet? Yep. The two creatures uh, can make Charisma 15 saves. So the eel gets a natural one, and big guy gets a natural one. Okay. Goodbye, no nice. That's uh, okay, they, uh, <laughs> right in jail for you. They are both baned. There's like a, a, a ripple of uh, energy through the water, and uh, 
they they kind of uh, almost seem to glitch out and like one of their arms moves a little bit back and just waves of time kind of wash over them. So the yeah, the eel now even more confused. Uh, this big guy with the stab and with this seems weirdly unaffected. Like its eyes are now tracking this eel person. Hmm. And Bree. I'm going to grapple this big monster if I can, if I can attempt. The one with all the tentacles? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, very good. <laughs> uh, 23. 23, and it has to make a strength. Athletics or acrobatics. Yeah, the creature with five times the oh appendages. Oh my god. I used the other dice and I got another crit fail. That's three in a row. <laughs> Bree is a monster. It's incredible. So I think Bree just kind of like wraps her tail around part of it uh, and grabs onto it with one hand and then just takes two claw attacks okay. uh, with the other. Awesome. Which are 19 and 19. Both hits. For nine and nine. Ooh. Okay. Nice so turn. So it now yeah, like still... Getting like getting wrapped up and getting slashed. Uh, it is still like its arms don't come up in defense. You can see that its tentacles are kind of moving towards you almost instinctually, but not wrapping around you. As you can still see these like now that you're right up close to it, you can see this beak sort of opening and closing a little bit with all the teeth inside and just the solid red eyes, no pupil, as it's just sort of staring at you. Those eyes will be tasty. <laughs> Diglin is going to swim out and she's going to look at the two birds which are still sort of flying around Bree's area and just say make sure we're alright and they're going to fly down the hallway ahead then it is this big creature's turn all of those tentacles lash out onto you Bree yeah that makes sense and all of you in your minds hear he knows you're coming his forces intend to keep you away until the ritual is complete. If you mean to stop him, I will lend what help I can. And then while that is happening, the eel is going to try to stab you in the back. That makes sense. Huh. <laughs> hmm. Kind of had a feeling he was maybe an ally, but <laughs> he also looks with, delicious. So. With the whole eating the other guy. I thought he was a, a eel cultist for sure. Eating, eating those other ones to get strength and get bigger. I just thought he was, yeah, the, the next biggest fish in the sea, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's a 24 and an 11. Ow. And no. And a five piercing damage as it bites you, still trying to just get out of here. I love that you keep rolling odd numbers. That's on purpose for your math. Yeah. Strengthening your mind. <laughs> the true goal of D&D. &D. Uh, <laughs> and Star, it's your turn. Star's not going to swim up again, but he will throw his dagger at the eel. Okay, so uh, ranged weapons underwater are going to have half their thing, but that won't affect this now. Right, yeah, because my dagger is range 20, so. Yeah, so then it's right at the edge of its range. Cool. Uh, Probably a hit. That's 27. Yes. Uh, 23. Yeah, I'm assuming I got sneak attack. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 23. Describe your kill. Oh, yeah. Star like kind of like lines up. I'm imagining as the eel goes into backstab Bree, Star just throws the dagger in the back of the head. Just thunk, just straight in the back of the head of the eel. Cool. And then floats lifelessly and then just Star with a bonus action summons it back to his hand. With that, for now you're out of initiative as this other creature is not attacking you. 
right. uh, despite being grappled and <laughs> mauled by Bree. <laughs> <laughs> it might be out of initiative, but I'm not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I would stay grappled with it, but I wouldn't keep attacking it. I would be very confused as to what this voice in my head is. Ben drops uh, his concentration on Bane on it and just says, like, who are, who are you? As he swims up. The voice in the dark. You hear in all of your heads again. Okay. All right. Do, do we just uh, call you dark or, or voice or, or what do you prefer to go by? Whatever pleases you. <laughs> okay. Well, where are they? How should we attack them? And he gestures. And Bree, if you'll let him, he's going to start swimming down the hallway. Why should we trust you? I have reasons to want revenge. He controls me through a cage in the Great Hall. Is he controlling you now? No. The ritual has him somewhat distracted. And what is this ritual? He's using the magic of the axe of the giant to create a portal. And as he says that, another one of these huge pulses of energy like rattles the hallway that you're in uh, and you can actually see it from ahead Diglin's birds actually get thrown down the hallway backwards by it as it pulses down the hallway and all of you have to brace to not be pushed back up into the bell tower I'm gonna say that like knocks the the grapple off like Bree kind of braces herself against that and lets go of the grapple at the same time can I uh, can I try to catch the the little burbs as they tumble past yeah sure yeah you could do like a deck save uh, 18. Uh, yeah, so you're you're able to sort of catch them. Yeah. Well, I, I got you guys. I got you. Doesn't sound like we have much time. And we could probably use the help. We don't know our way around down here. I can show you the way. He knows you're coming. He has patrols on the lookout. How does he know we're coming? Oh, well, um, maybe Lilia told him. Or maybe he heard the bells. Lilia saw my thoughts yesterday. Right. So, sh- should we go? Lead the way. Yeah, uh, he starts swimming forward down that hallway, and in your heads as he's going, he says, Jaren has a way to hear you. For one of you, he's been listening, waiting for you to come close. And as you round this corner, there's a big broken section of the wall. And as you look out, you see that you are at the base of the tallest of the bell towers of this big cathedral. And looking out, you can see a crisscross of covered hallways and exposed walkways and walls that crisscross between a series of smaller bell towers, all of which surround this massive stained glass dome. So from above, the light that's able to pierce the ice is shining down in shafts, just illuminating pieces of the dome, everything around it in darkness as the light can't pierce that deep. Wow. Is it like that really deep turquoise that like barely, the light is barely getting through? Yeah, but but still like reflecting in areas off of the dome enough to see that there is stained glass showing images of merchants lounging on piles of gold and these exotic bazaars just overflowing with expensive goods. There's one with like a really long sprawling table with a whole community of people like happily feasting. Valen, you would immediately recognize this as a temple to Zilchis. Hmm, cool. Can I uh, do an insight check on this thing to make sure it's not leading us into an ambush? Yes. Oh, that's all right. Uh, 17 plus 11, so 28. Cool. This, This creature itself is very alien to you. 
Yeah, okay. And it is set on like an unnatural path. It has just unbelievable focus on its goal in front of it. What was your total? Uh, 28, but I could roll with disadvantage. No, no, I, I don't think you need to roll with disadvantage. I, I think the, the thing that you're seeing with it is that it does kind of seem like it's being puppeted. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'll uh, voice only travel so far. Uh, so I'll, I'll just tell everybody, oh, okay, guys, I, I think uh, maybe stay in our guards here. Uh, make sure our guide, uh, you know, everybody just kind of stay sharp as if you guys needed to hear that. Uh, yeah, and as Rowan says that, the water outside is illuminated as lightning licks across the inside of this glass dome in the center of the cathedral. And another one of these big shock waves just emanates from the dome and pushes all of you back into the hallway. Again, just reverberating down on either side of you. And as it illuminates the area around it, you see dozens and dozens of these pale, spiny eel creatures armed with harpoons and spears swimming in groups uh, around the dome, through the maze of walkways, and in the city below, which you can now see, at the bed of the lake with all sorts of rotten, sick-looking vegetation, which is all just burst back away from the dome as this shockwave comes out. You can see them swimming like patrols, uh, even some of them above along the bottom of the frozen lake through that thick wall that separates you from the world above. We are going to need some kind of distraction. A big one. Yeah, or to be a lot sneakier than we have been so far. Can we even see, like, the entrance? Like, the, the things are coming from the dome, right? Like, the, the bursts? Yeah. So can we even see the entrance from where we are? Um, make a perception check. Can I give Rowan my perception? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can also uh, roll it. I rolled a, I rolled a, a 16 on my perception. 16? I got uh, 25. 25? Great. <laughs> so looking down, like as that light illuminates out, you can see that below, through this crisscross of like tunnels and walls that lead to all of the bell towers, there would be like a rooftop garden type area. It looks like there were like benches and tables set up for feasts uh, on the top of this cathedral. And with, with a 16, I think you'd be able to assume that there would be some way into the dome through there. And with a 25, you can see it. There is like a small arched double doorway that looks like it would lead to the top level just below the glass of the dome, which mm. clearly encircles some sort of large hall. Yeah, so I guess you're like, there's there's gotta be some way to through that garden maybe. And I'm like, oh, oh, great idea. Yeah, yeah, what about, what about right there? And it's just it's just on the top, like really out in the open. Uh, yeah, so they like these walls do crisscross through. It's quite dark down there. Mm -hmm. There would be a stretch that's completely exposed, but getting down to that level, you could probably hide around the walls and tunnels and stuff. Okay. Um, even around the bell towers, but there would be an exposed stretch to get to that door. Okay. And could I do some sort of a history check to know anything about the layout of a temple of Zulchus? Uh, yeah. Uh, ben swims up to Bree and uh, just lays hands on you and casts Cure Wounds. Oh, thank you, Benjamin. For 10. Nice. I rolled an 11. Okay. I, I think we can still use... Uh, we, we talked about using, like, skill floors. Yeah, that would put me at a 17. 17, yeah. And I, I think in this case, like, it is a very prominent god, especially in your household. So Zilchis, the god of trade and fortune, I believe. And wealth. And wealth. Um, so these 
tend to have a lot of areas for like massive group gatherings. Zilchis and, and his followers tend to be all about gathering as much wealth as possible, but using it to bring communities together. Uh, so all of these hallways to all of these different bells, all of these bell towers would be controlled from one place in the middle as they would use that to signal for big festivals and big feasts. So any one of these bell towers, you should be able to make your way somehow into the main chamber. If we wanted to remain hidden, we, we could use the bell towers to perhaps access our goal. How? Um, each, each of the bell towers are, are um, connected. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. There's a lot of guys out there. Yeah, that would at least kind of narrow, uh, you know, their avenues of attack. I, I got a feeling if he, if he knows we're coming, we're not going to be able to hide as such. But, you know, if that's all kind of smaller hallways, then maybe we can kind of bottleneck them. And we ring one bell from another tower? They were often, yes, um, controlled from, from one location. Uh, if we could get to a location, uh, perhaps we could make them think we are at one bell when we are at another could be worth a try yeah how uh another question is how big does this does the open stretch look about 200 feet Oof. of open That's space it's like a big area for like basically this entire town to get together to to feast right so it's like 30 seconds of swimming yeah and it looks like the hallways and stuff are, are built around so that they wouldn't obscure it in any way right. got it yeah might even be longer we might be in the open for like a minute. Uh, I like uh, Bree's idea, but uh, if we can make a big enough distraction, then we could probably swim across that open area. How high up is the uh, the ice ceiling? You swam down about 120 feet. Oh, way too high. Well, which one is it? We don't have that much time. And you hear in your minds... Um, if you would like, my scion can trigger a bell. Oh, oh, is that why they call you Voice in the Dark? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, all right. That's fine. Perfect. Well, then we can uh, swim down and uh, get into position and then trigger the bell and then just dash for it. What do they usually do when the bell is triggered? They do not trigger the bells. It is an unpleasant experience. Oh. What? What's a scion? A servant. A hand. Well, how many bells could, can you ring at once? And you see it pause... How many would you like? Potentially four, maybe five. Well, if it's that unpleasant, you know, maybe we can have them kind of trigger one after another while we cross the path, and then... Uh, I don't know, guys, I'm spitballing. Well, no, that... that makes sense to me. I mean, they know they're, they know that we're coming, yeah. so, you know, may as well make a really loud sound. Well, exactly. You know, kind of keep them on the back of their heels, right? Mm-hmm. I have one question. In anywhere in this underwater lake out through the holes and, and windows and stuff, can we see what we know to be the giant eel that Jaren keeps as a pet? Uh, no, you have not seen this. I have only one concern with ringing so many bells, is that it may attract attention to, well, whatever else is in the lake. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, the way I'm looking at it, though, Bree, is that if, if he knows we're here, then he's probably got everything kind of condensed to take us on anyway. Uh, this way, you know, if we draw something out this way, then then that means there's less inside. You know what I mean? 
Yes, yes, they do. I strongly agree, and time is of the essence, and You're I don't right, want right. to get lost in the caverns under some bell tower That's while uh, we could be possibly stopping this. Agree, agree. Okay, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Voice in the Dark, or Mrs. Voice in the Dark, I don't want to presume, you, you start ringing and we'll start swimming. Well, let's get to a position first before the ringing starts. We want to get as close as possible to make the swim as short as possible in order to make it across, no? Yeah, and Rowan will just kind of turn and start yeah. his like doggy paddle towards wherever they're, they're going. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How will you signal? Are you not coming with us? I will trigger the bell. Oh. I could send you a message. Voice, is this body your scion? One of them. Oh, I gotcha. Oh. I gotcha. So, so voice in the dark is, is a literal, oh, okay. Well, that's uh, enlightening. How are we going to signal, signal you? How is there... Can, how did they signal before? Is there a light? Is there... Can't we just speak in each other's heads? Isn't this... I'm, I mean, I can't do it, but someone else does it to me all the time, and it infuriates me. <laughs> if you're no further than 120 feet away, I could send you a message. Uh, so he points to a bell tower that is closest to where you are now and says, I will wait inside. We will trigger them one after the other, you said. That should cause the greatest distraction. Yeah. Yeah, as okay. One, as one bell fades, another will ring. And you said it was an unpleasant experience. Will that impede our journey as well? You should be ready. Okay, okay. Bree picks up some, like, kelp off the ground and just starts stuffing it in her ears. <laughs> <laughs> Time is of the essence. Jaren can hear you. If he is not distracted enough, he will learn of your plans. Yeah, off we go, off we go. And, w and when this is over, uh, I got a whole bunch of questions for you, I say as I doggy paddle away. <laughs> and yeah, very quickly, like not even using its fins or feet, it's like the water itself swirls around it. The scion begins propelling through the water towards this closest bell tower. That's amazing. I wish I could write down, though. That that's incredible. And I'm like frantically doggy paddling. Maybe I should be a shark. Diglin's like, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there like a path that we can take that kind of minimizes being seen on the way down to the open area? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll do this as like a group stealth check. Okay. To see Oof. how well this goes. So we'll have everybody how, roll how and just see how bad it goes. How bad it goes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I won't do like, mm -hmm. I won't take your lowest check. We'll just see how many do well and how many do poorly, wow. and that will determine how well this goes. Okay. Nine. Nine. 22. Six Ooh. plus 10. 30. <laughs> 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use a luck point. The I got closest 19. I can get without getting 19. it at 20. I did worse. 11. 11? So we've got 11, 10, 9, 19, 22, and 30. So 30 it is. <laughs> <laughs> so swimming down, uh, so you're going to try to basically get level with the garden below. So I, I'm going to be kind of flexible with what all of this actually looks like. So you can use terrain that you believe would exist in this area as you want. You know what I mean? Uh, we will build this area together. But swimming straight down, like through these pathways, using them as cover. Let's actually do this as a skill challenge. Okay. Um, so if, if you want to use Star's stealth as like the star kind of moving ahead and keeping an eye yeah. out. So anybody else who wants to use like a skill that you think would help you get down to the bottom. No one can use the same skill as somebody else, but... Uh, Could I 
make a perception check, being used to hunting and living in the water from my childhood. Uh, make a perception check to try and like sense when a patrol is moving through the water nearby mm -hmm. and then like waiting for it to pass before leading everybody ahead. Yeah, okay. 16. Could I do like uh, an investigation maybe to, to like get a sense of, of better uh, hiding spot? No, that'd be perception, wouldn't it? What about survival then to get better hiding spots as we go as well? Kind of like point or, or something as we go down. Finding sort of hidey holes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, you can roll survival. All right. Uh, that is a dirty 20. No, 19. Sorry, survival. 19. Would anyone else like to go and use any of the skills I'm good at before I... <laughs> Like just, does anyone else just want to take them all off the table? Just let, let the boy, let the boy drown. I've got terrible charisma, but you know what? I'm going to do a charisma check too. <laughs> well, let's, I, I think these three so far all, all kind of meld together. What we'll say is that you're, you're swimming down uh, with Bree and Star kind of in the front. Bree, you sense like the electrical sim signals in the water around you that a patrol is coming by and Star, uh, with Star and Rowan, Rowan pointing out an area of seaweed nearby that looks like it likely has a little cave in it, and Star sort of quickly ushering you all in there, using mm -hmm. his speed to sort of push you into the kelp. Slipstreaming behind Star. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as a patrol makes its way past. You can see with this group is another set of creatures that you haven't really seen. It looks like they are kobolds, but probably were kobolds, as now their scales seem to be like flaking off in places and being replaced with this white translucent skin. Their maws sort of getting pushed back more into their face, becoming a more humanoid look and generally like smoothing out, becoming more muscular. Some of their arms are longer lengths than others. Hmm. They are swimming by being led by two of the eel humanoids. And you see another almost identical scion. And as they swim past, you see the scion turn and kind of look at where all of you are. And its eyes are clear, and then they fill up red as it's looking. And as the rest of the group swims by, it breaks off and swims towards another bell tower. Cool. Mm. So I would say now you're down and level with the doorway. You can see it as another pulse of lightning lights up the inside of the dome. You can see now across all these crazy long shadows being cast. So you can see that there are two more of these patrols, close to a dozen creatures in each patrol. One of them sort of milling about in the center of the meeting area. And they are tearing apart one of these large groupers with the help of these uh, strange transformed kobold creatures and there is another group of them standing guard at the doorway. And so we're in position now to try and make our, our break for it? You're down on the level, um, and you're in like the last bits of cover before you would have to make a break across. Oh, I see, okay. But the, the issue is that there are two patrols quite close. Mm. Uh, can I use an insight check to uh, kind of get a feel uh, for the patrol's next move? Yeah. 24. So it looks like the one that is closest to you that's working on this creature on the floor, it looks like they are almost done sort of stripping it down. And you can see that the kobold creatures, after they tear off a chunk of meat, are swimming off the edge of the cathedral and downwards. So it looks like waiting a minute or so, that patrol will move on once this has been picked clean. 
the other one at the doorway is specifically there to stand guard. Ben uh, shares that with the party. I wonder if those kobolds are also being controlled by something. They look like they're being mutated, like like Lilia did, but this, this is what Jaren d- did to maybe maybe all of these people. Maybe that's what happened to, was it Milk Oven? Maybe, you know, that's yeah. really them. We thought maybe it was, but it could be. Mm. That's how he's made his army. Maybe. It doesn't look very pleasant, I'll tell you that. I wonder if the dusk blood does the same thing to everybody, or if there's different kinds of... Well, it seems it works better if you're magical, right? Or kobolds are, I mean, they got dragon in them, don't they? Aren't they all a little bit magic? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I heard. Th- okay, when should we... I think they're almost done. Should we get ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of look at yourselves. And yeah, if the last of the patrol uh, has left and it's just the ones remaining at the doorway. Yeah, so as you are waiting, um, every 30 seconds or so, another one of these huge pulses comes out and you can see this creature, actually pieces of it getting ripped off as they seem to be getting more violent. Each pulse gets more violent. Uh, Are they getting closer together? Yes, the lightning lingers longer on the inside of the dome. We should probably hurry. Maybe I I should be a shark. Uh, And I transform into a reef shark. Perfect. Sharks are nature's perfect killing machines. (laughs) I am nature's perfect killing machine. That's true. (laughs) You're better. You're more perfect. I'll turn and point up to the bell tower where we left the scion and uh, send a message. It's time. Let them hear it. And you hear back. None will miss this. Oh, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. I don't have any real announcements this week. Just want to say again, thank you so much for continuing to listen. I hope that our D&D antics keep you entertained every week and, and gives you something to listen to. I know a lot of us are hunkered down and bored. And I hope this is something you can look forward to every week, because I know we do. We absolutely love recording this show. It has been such a blast, and we're so glad that you're here to share it with us. And so with that, as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Mm, goodbye.